people are like, oh, I didn't do it today. Right. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. It's like, okay, well, I'm here. I walked in. Let me do something. Do something. Let me stretch right. for 10 minutes. Just go. Just put on your gym clothes and walk through the door, right? Because <laughs> chances are once you do that, you'll, you'll hop on a machine, right? You'll do something. Welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, Kristen and Mitch talk about how to stick to an exercise plan, especially when the daily grind at work can make that difficult. They discuss the dangers of being too sedentary, and they provide simple ways you can combat these effects. Dr. Kristen Farrell-Turner is Pritikin's licensed psychologist. She has published several peer-reviewed articles on a variety of topics. Currently, she is teaching multiple classes at Pritikin and help guests face the challenges and stressors that are unique to people trying to live a healthy life in today's modern age. Mitchell Baker is an exercise physiologist at Pritikin. He helps thousands of guests achieve better cardiovascular conditioning, strength, and flexibility by teaching classes and working one-on-one in person and virtually. Enjoy today's episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. You know, it's very difficult and so we can relate to the guests how difficult it is to maintain like a healthy lifestyle because, you know, we have a job and other um, factors that play into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I try my best to stay healthy. I think of it as like a relationship. So I, I always like have a plan. So, for example, like I work like say if I work Monday through Friday, I get off like at four o'clock. Like I make sure that I'll at least do like two or three times of a week of working out. It can be a variation of cardio or strength training. And I just kind of go off how I feel, you know, um, and kind of something we talk about here is like how you feel, but also also an exercise, too. It's something we talk about is rate of perceived exertion. So as stress levels, as you get more tired, like your perceived effort is going to be a little bit different per day. So I kind of go off that as I work out. So maybe I don't really feel like doing a lot of cardio, but I feel pretty good to do weightlifting. I'll take my effort and do to the weightlifting. And hmm. maybe the next day I might do cardio. You know, I just have a relationship with it. I don't I don't I try not to be so hard on myself because there's a lot of things that happen, but at least if I can make my goals, so I say I'm going to do three or four times a week, I just make sure I hit those goals. I don't worry too much if it's on a Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday because things change. You know, I might work a day a little bit longer. I might have a short day. I might have a day off. So I use those days to make sure I fit into my plan mm. best I can, you know, and I think that's a good approach because nothing is ever constant, you know, and a lot of people will come and try to get, I got to do it this day, do this day. It's like, no, like maybe do two or three days, whatever day you can fit into there. You give it your best shot, you know, maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's 20 minutes, but something that you can maintain for that duration of time is the key. And if you continue to make it consistent, that's when the changes come. Now, you, you just said something I'm not very familiar with, the rate of perceived exhaustion. Exertion. Exertion. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe makes you become exhausted. But <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, like, so, what is the rate, so what is the rate of perceived exertion? So something we use in the gym. So it's their perceived effort on exercise. Okay. So it's a scale that we use in the gym. It goes right. 6 to 20. And it's usually from, it's called the Borg scale. And it kind of helps the guests understand what it's supposed to go. So the 6 to 20, I usually recommend if you put a zero at the end of those numbers, relatively, that's kind of where your heart will be at after certain exertions. Oh, okay. yeah, so usually the no exertion is like 60 to 80. Right. Usually resting heart rates from 60 to 80, nothing's really happening. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you start walking and then maybe activity comes. Mm-hmm. That's usually... On the gym, it's blue. It's usually 9, 10, 11. So heart rate's usually probably in the 90s to 100s. It's elevated, but you're not really doing much effort. And then the somewhat hard is usually what we call steady state or just moderate intensity, 12, 13, 14. Usually the heart rate might be in that zone. But what's cool about here, we don't tell people to get to those heart rates. We want to coach effort because it can change. Like my 14 will be different than your 14. 
It's a very good subjective measure mm. because you can use that to see how you're see how you're doing throughout the week. So you felt like a 14 and you did 20 pounds, and then maybe next week you felt like a 14 and you did 30. But that's a big jump, but it shows that hey, that my perceived urgency that day was a 14. I had more energy. It actually felt easier, and it's a way for them to kind of determine like they're getting better in the gym. Maybe I'm tired. Like my exertion is going to be a lot lower because I'm super super tired. But if I have the energy, I can use my exertion to do more. Depending mm-hmm. on how I feel, it's kind of something you guys talk about, like how you're feeling, and really being aware of what's going on and how you feel, making sure that you're aware of it, but also not let it detriment you when you're doing things. Right, correct? right, right, right. Well, one thing. I, so as you were talking, I had a question about what you typically recommend to people, and maybe what you practice yourself too. So on those days, maybe it was like a longer day at work than you expected, or um, or you're just tired for whatever reason, maybe a little bit run down or something. You know how. How do you kind of gauge then, you know, what would be a good like workout for you with this with this RP scale? Yeah. So, for example, say I'm on my feet all day or right? I've taught six classes, seven classes. You know, maybe my legs are already tired that day. I might focus more on upper body exercises because I hadn't really used that too much. Well, for today, I taught more lectures. So my legs actually feel pretty fresh. So after this podcast, I'm actually going to go work out. I'm going to do a little bit more legs than I usually would do upper body mm. because I have I feel good in that area. So I kind of go up how I feel in the activity. Like if I've been sitting all day, I'm pretty sure my legs are going to be pretty fresh. But if mm-hmm. I'm walking and doing things, I'm, that's probably make me a little bit more tired. Then I might do something else. You know, maybe I'm too tired to lift any weights. Maybe I've been picking up boxes all day or moving equipment around or training people all day. Yeah. You, know, you know what? You know, I'm just going to do a bike for 30 minutes. It's something very simple to get some cardio in. It's not too taxing, but I still did something. And that's what's going to keep them going is the consistency of the workout. You know, you can do it for a week or two weeks. Yeah. I use the example of like brushing your teeth. Like you brush your teeth one day, it does nothing. You brush your teeth for two months, three months, four months. That's when you start seeing real changes in the teeth. It makes it healthy. Make sure you're not developing other issues with the, the teeth and everything like that. So that's kind of one of the analogies I use. You just continue to do it over and over again. Yeah. But what I'm hearing you say too that I think is really helpful with regard to consistency, it's not necessarily doing the same workout all the time, right? I mean, it, it, with and especially I'm thinking with this, not only the RPE scale, but also, you know, kind of like your like your work day and, and kind of fitting it all in. Because when I work with people as well, you know, a lot of what they say is, oh, at the end of the day, I don't really feel like doing it, right? And, and right, and sometimes they, it was a tough, longer day. Um, but the, with the consistency, it's more like, okay, so just on those, still work out, right? Still keep your your routine of doing something, but just go ahead and do something a little bit lighter. That's it, kind of what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like you said, if I'm on my legs all day long, you know, maybe then my workout will involve more upper body or vice versa. Right. But still keeping the consistency with doing something, but mm-hmm. just being a little bit more flexible with what you're doing and, right. and, and your exertion level. Right. And you're kind of being nicer to yourself that way. You're not throwing yourself under the bus. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't do it today. Right. I'm going to do it tomorrow. It's like, okay, people. well, I'm here. I walked in. Let me do something. Do something. Let me stretch for 10 minutes. Right. You know, we need flexibility too. So there's a lot of things you can do. And that's what's cool about the program here. We introduce so many classes. Some people like aqua. That's a good way for someone to do resistance training. It's low impact, but they're doing weights in the water. Right. They might find that fun. We have the dance class. That's a good way for cardio as well. It's not something you're thinking about. And if they can find things that they don't think it's exercise, but more of something they like to do, that can help them actually do the actual exercise, which is, we try to preach that too. Like, what do you enjoy? Like, what, so people like walking. Perfect. Continue to walk. We don't want you to stop walking. 
So but it's tough. It's it's hard to gauge. And what are some of the tips that you um, tell people when they? I hear motivation's a thing. Is there something that yeah. you talk about? Yeah, I hear a lot of that too. I don't have motivation. I hear a lot of I don't have willpower. I don't have discipline. You know, and I think sometimes too they get caught up in I have to do it this way or it has to be this. And for some people, having some kind of schedule and structure, I actually think for most people, it can be really helpful. Um, it, you know, and some people do benefit, you know, okay, I'm going to do my structured workout at the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, and then they kind of can plan, especially their work day accordingly. Although things always happen and, and it helps to be flexible. Um, and, I, and I do also recommend people like just just go just put on your gym clothes and walk through the door right <laughs> because chances are once you do that you'll you'll hop on a machine right you'll do something or just you know put on those walking shoes and walk out your front door just tell yourself you're going to walk around the block cuz you will you and then you'll probably walk around it a few times right you'll just even those days you don't feel like it or you mm -hmm. don't feel motivated just like put on the clothes and you know walk out your front door um yeah with motivation you know one of the one of the things I, I do or I, I hope to do is um, is elicit like their intrinsic motivators, you know, because there's, of course, a lot of what they, I guess, want to kind of like look like, you know, just to feel more attractive. I mean, that, obviously that comes up a lot, but that's all very, a lot of that is kind of like, oh, societal, you know, I kind of, you know, sh I should look fit or it's you know, nice mm -hmm. to look good, which can be, you know, right. it's not necessarily an a wrong goal. And a, it's not, yeah. A, yeah, it's not necessarily uh, unhealthy or a wrong goal, but, um, but more like, um, why do this for you? You know, and, and sometimes we, I try to elicit things like, well, I'm going to take care of myself. You know, I, I want to be healthy. Um, you know, my cholesterol is a little high and it would be great to bring that down and exercise will help do that. And, um, and also energy level. You know, most people say when they're exercising regularly, of course, after a tough, a tough <laughs> workout, you know, you're a little yeah. fatigued in Relatively, certain ways. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, overall they have more energy. They tend to think more, they're thinking more clearly. Mm -hmm. You know, most people say that. At the end of even, a, a, not even a week here, usually like a few days, and you might hear some of this too from, you know, just working with people in the gym, you know, but people tell me like, gosh, I haven't felt this good in a really long time, you know, mm -hmm. and it doesn't even take that long. It's a few days here and I'm, I'm thinking so much more clearly and I'm sleeping better. We don't hear that from everybody, but, mm -hmm. you know, from a lot of people. So that also then is such a great reinforcer, you know, I'm, gosh, I'm feeling better. Maybe I haven't lost any pounds yet. Um, but I have more energy. I'm thinking more clearly, you know, I, my, I'm noticing my mood is a little bit better. So, you know, that also can really serve to be a great motivator. Yeah. It's like goals. And it's like goals in different ways. It's like goals for like actual physically things and goals to help them feel better. You know, it's right. a good, and I think we can do better as just overall as health, like combining the behavioral side with exercise. Cause they say it all the time. Okay. Exercise you're supposed to. Like, mm -hmm. do this, you're supposed to feel better. But sometimes they don't. So there's a way we combine the two concepts to really make it. Because people have trouble getting into the door. They know what to do when they get in. Mm -hmm. But how can I get them in the door? You know, like, what's something that's making them not be able to do that? And that's something that we've been, like, we can really uh, focus on as we've been doing. I think we've been doing a pretty good job here, you know. Yeah, definitely. Especially definitely. after the lectures, they'll come in and do a class right after. And it's really inspiring yeah. to see that just a like, little talk did something that small, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
Here at the Pritikin Center, it's like rainbows and unicorns. All you gotta do is show up and everything is planned and prepared for you. But when you get home, get ready for those lions and tigers and bears. Whether you're racing out the door to work and skipping breakfast or glued to the Zoom call and no time for lunch, or maybe you're in retirement and every day is a holiday. The solution, you need a plan. My name is Kara. I've been a registered dietitian for over 20 years and I've helped thousands of clients create sustainable plans that stick. At the Pritikin Center, we offer a one-to-one -one remote nutrition coaching program with me. Together, we will create a customized plan that addresses your lifestyle, your health markers, and any of those derailers that lead you astray. Support and accountability can be the difference between finding success and constantly chasing after it. Sign up today for more information about Pritikin at Home Concierge Nutrition Program. You know, sometimes something that um, makes it really hard for people to be motivated um, is they're, they're at work all day, and that takes a lot of time. You know, where, where do we spend most of our waking hours? It's probably at the workplace. Um, and then especially for people who then may have other obligations, such as, you know, kids or they're taking care of somebody else or you know, they've got, they've got somewhere else they, they need to be or something after work or before work. It's hard to fit it all in. Um, so one of the things, and this is also where, you know, maybe you can shed some light here too, you know, that I often suggest to people who may not feel like they have that like big chunk of time, you know, either like maybe first thing in the morning before work, or kind of at the end of work, you know, and especially where, especially if people have kids or other obligations, you know, at the end of the work day, they've got to take care of those things is, you know, what about kind of breaking it up over the course of the day? You know, if, if they don't have that big chunk of time, you know, what would be, what would be some ways that they could think about that? And, and does that help, you know, to, yeah. Yeah. So especially if you're talking about the workplace, you know, one thing that I've noticed is a lot of people have jobs that they're sitting all day. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times you're not really supposed to be sitting in that one position for a long time. So one of the things that we recommend, you know, maybe just getting up and down from a chair, like maybe you do 10 squats on a chair, like something that's very basic, walk around. Or a lot of people now work from home. You know, there's desks that that's have standing desks, you know, so they right. can stand up and do things. So they're not necessarily sitting down all day, but they have the, the option to maybe walk away for a second. But when you're sitting down, sometimes you're so glued to what you're doing, you, you kind of forget like, oh, I should probably... Like get up for a second or even sometimes when people are sitting like move around like even like when people you know how when people drive they usually oh my back hurts after a while yeah a lot of times they just sat in that position for a really long time for four hours that's probably what hurt it not necessarily the car or the seat but sometimes just being in position so moving around and probably a lot of people aren't in very good posture positions right like if they're slouching a lot right and, and then the chairs they make aren't very ergonomically set you know right. so sometimes they're too low or too high or the seats too far back so there's a lot of it's kind of and desks sometimes they're too low or too high like they right. have a cooking table and they have to bend over and do the cooking or they have to slouch over because the seat doesn't fit into the table that they bought for the work office yeah. so it's hard to combat that but what we can focus on as in the workplace like if you i always think if you're able to do some exercises like say like 30 minutes that can help make you feel more comfortable in the workplace because you're it's hard to combat eight hours of sleep uh sitting for one hour of a workout a day. It's kind of hard to combat that. So staying physically active as much as you can, walking around, maybe you park a little bit farther from the workplace. 
you have to walk oh, towards it, so. taking up, the, taking and the I stairs. Also regret, yeah, taking the stairs. Yeah, because it's too. hard to combat is, eight hours versus thirty minutes to an hour. So right, right. So actually, it really does help if people think about getting up every so often and moving during the course of the day. Because even if they do, from what you're saying, it sounds like even if they do have that kind of big chunk of time, that that's they'll benefit a whole lot more if they can also just get up every now and then. And maybe mm. people discount that, yeah. you know, probably, right? They're thinking like, oh, I get my big workout in. And but then, then I'm good. Yeah. Right, and, but then they discount like all those little things that really do add yeah. up, right? Yeah, because physical activity is a little bit different than exercise, you know, like that's, that's why true. people do the step counting, you know, they want to stay active. Right. You know, it's hard. Like you can you can technically still work out three times a week and not really be, you can still be sedentary. I worked out for an hour and I sat for eight hours a day. Mm. And I only worked out three. So I did three hours of the week doing something. The rest I sat down for eight hours for the week. So and that like, would really be pretty sedentary, That's pretty right? sedentary, yeah. yeah Even though yeah. you work out three times a week. So yeah, that's a really important message, I think. Yeah, yeah. so no, so the physical activity is key. You know, just yeah. doing something, moving around, maybe get up and down from the stairs. Um, you know, you can maybe do some stretches. You know, I like, I have had some people do, I always say do, do body weight squats because that's something that's a, a form of exercise you're always gonna have to do. There's chairs. I used to say there's toilets. You got to get up from the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> so doing those little, and you don't have to sit low, but something like that is still strengthening the legs, but it's keeping you up and down. So yeah. your hips not so much in a flex position all the time. Yeah, it's true. You know, so little things like that can make a long way. Maybe you did ten squats every hour, ten bodyweight squats. Took a to walk to get a water, sat back down, went back to work. If you did yeah. that four times. That's you did forty squats just now. Yeah, that's you know. true. Yeah. And it can yeah. add up pretty quick and that you is, don't even think about that it. That adds like, up and you're not know. even thinking about it, yeah. And and that's something also I think about too with regard to stress, it, you know, is, you know, getting up, walking away from the email every now and then, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe even get outside if you can get outside, take a little walk up and down the sidewalk or around the block or something, just a little mental breather as well, I mm -hmm. think is really important. No, definitely. Yeah, especially in the stress and the work, if it's hard to combat that as well too. So we got to figure out ways to, what, what can we do to fit in the time that we have? Because like you're saying, you might be working eight hours a day, that, that day it's just super stressful. You might not feel like going out or doing anything after, you know? So what can I do in the workspace to kind of help relieve that stress? So maybe, I like you said, you look away from the screen, you know, because sometimes the blue light and the screen can yeah. affect too. So maybe I take 10 minutes, yeah. I close my eyes, I take some deep breaths. You know, something that can be right, so right. simple to reduce the stress level. It's like, actually, I actually feel fine after. I took some deep breaths, counted mm -hmm. to 10. Some very, even though it sounds like arbitrary, but it's true. Like something simple as that can make, make a big difference to somebody's stress level. So If we exercise more often, even just getting up and moving more, you know, more often, you know, we probably have a better mood. I mean, and we know, we know that things happen in the brain. Um you know, such as endorphins, dopamine, which is a feel-good mood-boosting neurotransmitter. Um, and also, very long word here, but here it comes, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is uh, sometimes called miracle growth for the brain because of how well it protects your neurons. And that's a big, uh, you know, kind of mediating factor between what, we, what we've long known is there's a strong relationship between regular exercise and uh, better cognitive functioning and better mood. And this brain-derived neurotrophic factor seems to be a big, um, a big player in that relationship. So, you know, the point is, if we're more physically active, uh, there are a whole lot of really amazing things that happen in the brain that improve our mood and can kind of keep stress level at bay and keep us more kind of resilient to stressors as well. Um, it, you know, so if 
you know, if we exercise more, eat better, all those things, sleep well, you know, um, you know, we might also enjoy our jobs more, you know, and some people might be in jobs that they don't really love. And, and sometimes that happens. And sometimes those are stepping stones onto other things. And, you know, um, and some people don't have as many job options, work options, and uh, hopefully someday they, they'll have more, um, you know, but at least if we're in something we don't really love doing, we can do things like be more active and take better care of ourselves. And, and that might make it eh, just a little bit better. And um, question, would you recommend, um, so like, for example, like you're saying, some people might not enjoy their job all the time, but some people enjoy certain things. Do you recommend maybe instead of thinking of a whole approach, like, oh, I have to work out, or I have to do this, or I have to do that. It's kind of like an all in pro, like a all encompassing look. Maybe they implement little things throughout the week. So maybe they do 30 minutes of a TV show that they like, you know, maybe 30 minutes of, they want to cook, like they like cooking, maybe put them that once a week, instead of thinking like, I want to do all these things, like finding ways to seep it into your schedule in a way. So now you're at least doing more things that you like, but it doesn't seem like it's overwhelming because you've done it on days, it's kind of sporadically. So you're technically doing more, even though it's like less because it's not like, I'm not doing this, that, I'm not eating, like for example, like I want to eat a cookie, I eat the whole box. It's like I mm -hmm. moderate by eating one cookie that week. And, but I'm still getting the thing that I would want and per se. Does that make sense? I think so. Well, if I understand what you're saying and correct me if I don't, but like kind of building in little, little pleasurable events, like, you know, in the course of your week. Right. And, and especially for people, this sometimes I talk about this in one of the talks I do, especially if, if so much of their focus is on food as pleasure. And this is what we hear from a lot of people is, um, it's like the only thing I have to look forward to. I mean, in some sense that's a bit drastic, but Although some people said that kind of in the in the midst of the pandemic when, you know, there were, you know, kind of lockdowns or, you know, or they felt like they really couldn't go anywhere or do anything. They're like, food's the only thing I look forward to or alcohol and food is the only thing I look forward to. So um, and, but we still hear that from some people kind of like it, it's such a big part of um, takes up so much space in their mind. And so, yeah, incorporating these seemingly small things. And I would also include that little walk outside, you know, I mean. It doesn't have to be seen as like, oh, I have to go take a walk for exercise, but but kind of like, oh, I, I get to go do this and breathe in some fresh air and maybe, you know, look at the beautiful sky or I know I'm sounding kind of ridiculous, but, you know, these seemingly little things that hopefully kind of round out your day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is where you're going to. Yeah, because someone's you know, on life's walking. Right. Like, that's something that and, they're not thinking. It's exercise. It's I'm getting to do a task that I enjoy, which is right. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then also... I mean, in the workplace, so we're talking about ways to, you know, take a breather from, you know, take a breather mm -hmm. from work. But even in the workplace, you know, what's, even if you don't really love your job, um, what are a couple of things that are enjoyable? You know, hopefully there's at least something that somebody finds, you know, that's not, that's not too bad. You know, that's okay. Or at least maybe another person that you enjoy chatting with, you know, and, and then, maybe trying to do that a little more often or, or it, when it's happening, when that particular task, work task is happening, that you, you think like, okay, this is okay. I, I don't mind doing this. Or you're talking with that one coworker that you kind of enjoy talking with, you know, really enjoying that experience. And also that then, you know, that feels like at least it, there's a little more kind of pleasure in the day rather than rather than things not being so fun and, you know, and then, then you feel more stressed and worse mood. And
Thank you for listening to the Healthier Everyday Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in learning more about the Pritikin Longevity Center and how the physician-led team of wellness professionals have been helping people for almost 50 years, visit Pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com. Thank you.